Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Mine was definitely amazing. We're going to get into a dimension of greatness today. We're going to get into a new grace, a new glory, something very, very powerful and something very awesome in the Lord. And we just thank God for that today. I hope that everyone is just as enthused as I am and just on fire for the Lord on this Monday. Uh, my weekend was great. Uh, my daughter went back to Alaska, her and her friend. And um, I just believe that God is going to do something great and new in their lives this season. They had a great holiday weekend. I had a blessed holiday uh, weekend and um, everything was just peaceful and blessed. And the Lord was definitely present. So I just thank God for his spirit of praise and the spirit of worship that he's been releasing upon his people, even now in the midst of so many different things going on in the world and um, especially in the nation of the U.S. Um, God has definitely revealed some truths and some powerful tools that could be used in this season. Um, he does not want us to be distracted nor dismayed, you know, but he wants us to be full of the Holy Ghost and fire and willing to possess the land despite of what's happening in this season. He wants us to be able to have our eyes open, to be able to possess, to be able to run the race with patience, to be able to press toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. So today we're not going to take too long with small talk. I'm going to recap briefly because today is going to begin a new dimension of greatness, a new glory of greatness, a new understanding in the Lord, a new reveal of some truth. So I want you to hold on to your seat because there's going to be some revelation released today. And I am more than excited. I'm ecstatic and I am quickened as a matter of fact, in the spirit of the Lord, just to get this word out and to share what God is saying to the people for this year and for this time, for this season coming into 2021 with power in the name of Jesus. So last week we discussed the prophetic impartation from the vision dimension of greatness. I'm going to just recap briefly on that because that was more of a prophetic impartation more than um, the normal teachings of the revelation that I do. And I didn't quite get to finish um, the revelation on the sight of the eagle, but we will touch on it uh, from time to time and here and there. But God did release, um, I believe, seven or eight different anointings pertaining to the grace and the giftedness of the eagle uh, prophetically that would be released to the people of God in this season. Um, the anointing of faith and the anointing of swiftness, um, the anointing of um, the hunter and just so many different things that are going to cause the people of God to mount up with wings as eagles, to run and not be weary, to walk and not faint in the name of Jesus. So last week was definitely a blessing. So we did maybe nine or 10, I want to say, episodes of Vision. The podcast focuses them uh, primarily on dimensions of greatness, the powerful, secret, mysterious places in God that he wants to reveal to his people to cause them to arrive at a place of greatness. Greatness is not something that you attain. It's not a trophy. It's not a house. It's not a vehicle. It's a place. Once you get to that place, you never, you don't even have to do anything again. Once you arrive at greatness, all you have to do is continue to be faithful to God because it's such a powerful embodiment. It's such a powerful encompassment. It's such a powerful inhabitation. Like the Bible says that 
God inhabits the praises of his people, he also inhabits greatness. He lives there. So when he calls you to greatness, he's asking you to cohabitate with him in that secret place, in that special place. It's not just a place of protection, but it's a place of provision. It's not just a place of provision, but it's a place of prosperity. It's not just a place of prosperity, but it's also a place of power in the name of Jesus. So we want everyone to know that they are entitled to arrive at this place if they have the dominion and the directions of the dimension. The dimension is a place that has many different facets and glories. You may not always understand what's going on in a dimension of God. And there are dimensions mentioned in the Bible, many, many great, great, great dimensions. I have not been released to reveal what the dimensions are in the word of God, but I can pull virtues from those dimensions and teach on them like I did with the vision and like I'm doing now with this new um, cumulative release of dominion anointings. So we're going to be discussing dominion, the dimension of dominion, how to possess the land, but it's going to be way different than you've probably ever heard. It's going to be a little bit different than what you've expected because we're possessing the land. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and give the website out. Go to mysuccessaccount.com if you want to submit your email address where we can send you powerful tools and resources. And as a matter of fact, a greatness analysis to try to um, deliver deliver to you the the patented exclusive resources that only we offer through the spirit of God. And the Lord was actually, as a matter of fact, dealing with me yesterday um, in meditation and in praise and worship. He, It's very important too that you have a, a sensitive spirit and a sensitive ear, sensitive eye, because the Lord will uh, deal with you in the most unexpected times. But God was dealing with me about uh, superiority and I hear somebody saying superiority. Yes, superiority, su supremacy in the spirit, meaning you have power and authority over the enemy, over ad your adversary, over obstacles where you can be victorious, uh, more victorious than you have been, where you can overtake, where you can... Um, outrun where you can outlast. You're just in a supreme position. You're in an elevated position. And so when you're in that posture in God, there's nothing that will be impossible for you or to you. Your whole encompassment, your environment will be saturated with the glorious presence of God. So nothing shall be impossible. Your faith will be on fire. Your faith will be enlightened. Everything around you will be ignited by the fire of God and God will light a fire to get you to the path of greatness. As a matter of fact, the fire that was lit with the children of Israel, that he was just showing them how to arrive at the place of greatness when he said he would send the cloud and, and, and the smoke and the fire. So God was dealing with me yesterday very sensitively, but very powerfully instructing me about insight and the products that I have designed and um, the business avenues that I'm going into and how he wants me to deliver a rhema word and revelations that would be established through a portal of administration apostolically so that the people of God will not only listen, but be able to establish their businesses. He told me about the administrative anointing, the institutional anointing and the corporate anointing and how in this season, the people that establish those three graces in their lives, in their business businesses and in their ministries, how they would be superior to uh, their previous undertakings, how they would be supreme in the midst of their peers, how they would uh, be established in a high place 
in the name of Jesus. And I asked the Lord, how would this be possible? And God said, you will be a cut above the rest. You will have a cutting edge anointing because of insight. He said, the only thing that causes one product to be better than another is insight. The only thing that causes Coke to be better than the off-brand is the insight that Coca-Cola has. The only thing that causes Tide to be better than the off-brand version of Tide detergent is because of the insight. They have a cut above the rest. It's not the big flashy yellow bottle and the orange circle, uh, the, the blue circle. It's not that. It's that they had insight to go further and beyond their uh, counterparts. And so with that insight came the anointing to thrust beyond what their counterparts and their competitors were doing. So God says in this season, you're going to go beyond your competitors. You're going to go beyond your counterparts. You're going to establish glories. God said, even there's been ransoms that have been given. God said, I've even given Ethiopia and Seba for thee, meaning I've given this business so that your business will flourish. I've relocated this ministry so that your ministry would be exalted, saith the Lord. God said, I've given Ethiopia, Ethiopia and Seba. Seba, saith the Lord as a ransom. So God is relinquishing and delivering an inheritance in this season. He's relinquishing and delivering wills, um, covenants. And so let's just get right on into the introduction to dominion, the gateway of greatness. Genesis chapter one says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse two, the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse three, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, I discussed last week how we're going into a place of dominion and how we're going to possess the land. And I was not playing one bit. We absolutely are possessing the things that God has promised us. So today we're going to discuss dominion and we're going to go back all the way back, all the way back to the beginning glories, because you cannot receive the 12 anointings that I'm going to release that I have prepared to release to the people of God without understanding the four uh, the, the forward or the foundational principles behind that. Today, we're going to establish some powerful truths. If you have your pen and paper, I suggest you get it and I suggest you use it because if you have a business or a ministry, this word is going to divide the waters like it, like God did in the beginning of time. He divided the waters from the water because the water represents the spirit, but there's a manifestation in the spiritual operation of the water and there's a manifest manifestation of the spiritual operation of the water in earth. There's a manifestation of the spiritual waters alone as they've incorporated themselves in the beginning of time. And then there's a spiritual operation in the waters on earth when God made the land. So he had to do that to allow people to be able to function in the power of his spirit in the earth realm. So we've been placed in this earth, but we were not placed in the earth to operate and possess the land. We were placed in the earth to operate in the garden, but we were deceived. And so when we lost the anointing and the privilege of the garden, the garden has to be restored in a different mannerism, in a different way. So before there was a Reuben and a, a Levi and a Joshua uh, and a, um, I'm sorry, a Reuben and a Levi and a Dan and a Joseph and a Benjamin and, and Judah before they were ordained a nation of people, a tribe of people to inherit those 12 anointings were there, those 13, 14 anointings. And I'm going to break down how it really is a 14th anointing 
through the children of Israel, through the tribes of, of, of Jacob and of Israel. And I want to, before I do that, because it's going to be very powerful and very weighty, some of these revelations you have never have heard. But before I do that, we need to understand the beginning of dominion. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God, the spirit of God, the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water, the face of the water, the identity of the water. So in God, we all have an identity in the water. We all have an identity in the water. So the water was never named. God named the earth. He said he took the land and called it earth. So he gave the earth an identity, but the face of the water would be through us. So all of us have an entitlement through the spirit of God to portray in the earth, the face of the spirit of God. And so that is, that comes through your one-on-one -on -one intimacy with God, determining what your um, potentials are, your destiny, your design, your purpose, all of that. And like I said, if you go to mysuccessaccount.com, you can take the greatness analysis for free and we will deliver to you some powerful, powerful insight that no one else has. No one else has it because like I said, they've been given to us in the spirit realm. And so we have created an administration to be able to get the people of God back on track. It's not, you know, hype and it's not um, the gimmicks that you see on, on different advertisements, but this is the word of God being incorporated in your life in such a powerful time as this. So the first glory, before you can get to dominion and actually possess the land, you have to understand the promise. There was a promise that was given to cause the children of Israel to possess a land, but there are different types of promises. So you need to know where you are in God as it pertains to those promises. There's a declarative promise, meaning God has just declared something over your life. He's spoken it over your life, but you don't know why you don't deserve it. You're not worthy, but that promise will come to pass because the word of God is true and it cannot be changed or altered. And then there's a contingent promises, meaning if you do this or that, if you obey this word, if you obey this law, you will reap the promise and you will inherit the land, the promised land. This is the land that's been promised. So they're all lands. Every promise is a land. If God promises me a car, it's considered a land in the mind of the spirit. If God promises me a business, it's considered a land. So they all are considered land because before there was an earth, there was a land and God named the earth so he can name your earth, whatever he wants. Okay. He's given us dominion in the earth so he can name it whatever he wants because every blessing and every promise is going to have an identity. Just like he said, the spirit moved upon the face. So the identity is a big deal and it's very important as it pertains to accessing dominion in your life in the power and in the spirit of God. The Bible says also that in Jeremiah one and five, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So this is very important because there are eight glories in the scripture, eight anointings in the scripture before. So right now I'm talking about the before, I'm talking about how God ordained dominion to take place in our life through a promise. And it's before it's comes from the foundations of the earth, the foundations of the earth, the earth was without form and void. So he formed us in the belly. The belly does not represent the, the physical body of a woman. The belly represents the physical and spiritual, the physical and spiritual attributes of territorial principles in the creative mind of God. 
It, they're, like God said, I created good. I created evil. He created the dimension. So the dimension is the unseen realm of where you are formed before the foundations of the earth. So he formed you in the belly, which is a dimension. And before you came forth out of the womb, now the womb is another place. The womb is not the belly. The belly is where you're actually begin to grow, where you're actually nourished. The belly um, is, I'm sorry, the belly is actually where you're held where you grow. The womb is where you're actually created. There's a difference between a created anointing and a form anointing. The created anointing, it qualifies you, it selects you, it makes you, it dispatches you into your purpose. The form anointing is where nothing is. It's 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 the origina origination of who you are. It's a desolate place. It's a place of confusion. So God takes you and he forms you in that place to give you glory, grace, manifested promises, and causes you to be able to possess the land. So he says that before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Then after you were formed in the womb, you came forth sanctified. So that sanctification process is another glory through the promises of God that sets you apart, that puts you in a place where you understand that there is something different and greater that I need to be attaining. So I need to be going in a different direction. God is calling me to something bigger, wider, greater. There's more deeper heights and greater depths. And there's a difference between earthly greatness, earthly promises, earthly possessions, and spiritual. If you go to school for four years, there's a promise that you're going to have a degree if you finish and if you pass. But if there, there are other processes that may take four years that only you and God only understand that contractual anointing, that contractual covenant. It may not be an earthly manifestation when you and God are deciding it. It may just be a process that you go through. So there are different variations of ordinations and sanctifications that come through spiritual promises and earthly promises, spiritual promises, two different realms of operation. So in order to operate in a dimension of greatness in God, you have to understand that before you can possess dominion in the earth, you need to understand that the spiritual attribute is different than the earthly attribute. They are two different things. You can see someone with your physical eye that looks like they're successful. You can see someone with your spiritual eye that looks like they're not successful. But how many know Joseph was also thrown in the pit? And there's a Joseph anointing that I want to talk about when I begin to get into the um, 12 tribes and the 12 different anointings. Um, actually, it's 14 now that are going to be released when I get to discuss um, the creation and the formation of those 12 tribes and what God wanted to release to us through their livelihoods and through their calling and elections. But how many know that Joseph was in the pit, but no one knew that he was going to become an administrative prophet. And so that is the gist of what God wants us to understand that no matter where you pull your dominion from or your promise from, there's an administration that, that releases those promises. So you need to have an administrative understanding, a corporate understanding, an institutional understanding, because in the beginning, when God began to speak light, speak um, the earth into existence, speak land, put the children, uh, put the Adam and Eve into the garden. When he began to move all these things around and put the pieces in place, there was already an administrative spiritually set up. There was already a spiritual administration set up. So the problem that the people of God are having is trying to get 
in that secret place and pull down those promises, pull down those glories? How do we access them? How come I've been praying for 78 years and I don't have anything? How come I've been seeking God? I've been on a fast for 90 days and I can't cause anything to manifest. It's because there are powers in the truth. And so you have to understand certain things to cause it to manifest. So there is a will of God. The will of God comes from when, like when, when someone leaves behind a will, they're saying, this is my will. This is what I want to happen. So through creation, through formation, God has a will. That's why he told the children of Israel that this is a covenant. He established a dimension of promise through the covenant. Then he said that this is, um, your inheritance, that you would inherit the land. So he said that I have uh, royalty and riches set up for you in a spiritual place, in a heavenly place. That's what Paul is talking about in Ephesians 2. He said he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So those spiritual blessings in heavenly places were released through various dispensations throughout the word of God. So you have to find out where you are within that dispensation, have it be released so that you can walk in the will. So people want dominion, but they don't understand the will. People don't understand the will because they don't know what the promise is. People don't understand the promise because they don't know why they were formed. People don't understand why they were formed because they don't understand the creation. So we're going back to the beginning before we can get to the expected end that Jeremiah also talks about. So fulfillment and the fulfillment formula for your life is just an expected end. Like he said in Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know the thoughts I had for you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil to give you an expected end. So you will not possess the land and grab onto the glory and hold on to the beauty and the power and the significance of greatness without understanding these things. So there's so much I have here and I hope that I'm able to get a little bit more in, uh, but I haven't even really scratch the surface. Like I said, I'm in a, a very, very, very peaceful and excited mood because I can see the hand of the Lord and I just know what he's about to do. And it's going to be so powerful. So I just want everybody to understand uh, what God is doing. You know, when, when God made Adam and Eve, he placed them in the garden that he made. The garden was designed before they were placed in the garden. Before they were placed there, the garden was already created. So greatness is a wonderful mystery. It's designed to bring you back to your original place of promise. And that's why prophecy is so important because it provides a power and an authority to penetrate beyond your present by delivering past glories. See, God doesn't want us, he said, forget the former things. He said, behold, I will do a new thing. But the newness comes through fulfilling the promise. You know, he's not saying that the promise from before doesn't exist. If I told you something 10 years ago, he's not saying forget that. He's saying there's a new way in which I'm going to cause it to manifest. But that truth and that promise still belongs to you. So prophecy calls you to call something forward into your life, call something down. Sometimes it needs to be pulled down. Sometimes it needs to be pulled forward. Sometimes you left it back there, but the new thing, the new spirit, the new unction, the prophetic mantle will bring it into now because you left it in 1992. And so we don't want that. Everything that's ours is a part of dominion. And so the dominion has to be made manifest. We have to possess it. So God never named the waters. He only uh, named the dry land. The dry land appeared and he called it earth because the spirit 
The spirit was not in the land. The spirit was in the water. So he's telling us that through the power of the Holy Ghost, you're going to gain your identity and you're going to possess the land. But the possessing the land doesn't come from walking into Canaan and, um, you know, journeying through the wilderness. It's a spiritual understanding that causes you to operate in the spirit. That's why God released the Holy Spirit. That's why he said you will be filled with the Holy Ghost and power so that it will not take you 40 years, but there's an acceleration and there's a grace that will cause you to possess swiftly. And I was studying the other day, I, I got a powerful revelation about the eagle again and how the eagle, how when the word of God says that he will bruise Satan under your feet swiftly, he was talking about the eagle. See, when the eagle approaches their prey, when they're getting ready to possess what is necessary to satisfy them, they take their claws and they dig in and they crush you. And so the eagle bruising the head, he doesn't say it's the eagle, but he revealed to me through the spirit of revelation, through vision, through possessing, when, when you see what you're entitled to, it's your then responsibility, just like the eagle, to swiftly swoop down and crush the head of the enemy. And so that's how you possess dominion. You, you swiftly bruise the head of Satan swiftly under your feet, meaning you move, you walk. The, the feet represent mobility, motion, forward movement. And so that's what we're going to do because once we get into the understanding of the promises, the declarative promises, contingent promises, I didn't even get into the legal promises. You can obstruct justice through legal promises. You have jurisdictional anointing, some promises and possessions you will receive just because you're in a certain territory. There are generational promises that come through the bloodline. And it's very important to know this because um, generational curses are broken through understanding generational promises. People talk about generational blessing, but you don't get a generational blessing until you're under the institution of the generational promise. And so God is doing great things through inheritance and through generational promises, but we cannot possess the dominion or that land until we have an understanding. So I, I'm going to go through the fore, forerunner, uh, the foreground and break up the fallow ground so that we can understand this a little bit more because there's so much. So um, and, and in first Peter two and nine, he told us that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Those are four different dimensions of greatness. Chosen generation, that's the creative. Creative, when he created you, he chose you, he selected you. The royal priesthood means I formed you and I put you in a royal bloodline through Jesus Christ. That's the priesthood. Then a holy nation, the 12 tribes of Israel are through the nation anointing of Jacob. And I'm going to talk about that, how every one of us is a nation. There's a nation anointing that every one of us is a nation, but you cannot have the nation anointing till you have the dominion because the nation anointing causes you to spread wide and far, causes your business to go from this small town to now everyone in Paris is using your product. So the nation anointing causes you to be spread abroad, causes you to be stretched forth. The Bible talks about stretching forth, spreading, dividing an inheritance. So all of that comes through the 12 tribes of Israel. And I'm going to discuss that later on. So we're a holy nation. Then he tells us last and not least, we are a peculiar people that we should show forth the praises of him who had called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So when he says he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, he's talking about Genesis one and three, when he said that and God said, let there be light. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So, and then Peter's coming back and Peter's saying, 
that I've called you forth as a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. He said, but I've called you out of darkness into a marvelous light. So when you come into this marvelous light, you'll be able to see, the vision will be clear. You'll be able to possess, you'll be able to, um, swiftly lay hold on the promises of God because dominion is all about promise, territorial promises. He says that this land will belong to Judah. This land will belong to this one, this land. And because the reason that he was able to ordain those promises and divide them as an inheritance between certain anointings. I don't call them brothers. I, between certain anointings is because there was an ordained plan before the beginning of the world. They're, they were a peculiar people. When you begin to get into that peculiarity saying, I'm going to step out, that, that's the sanctified part that they're talking about in Jeremiah 1 and 5, when he says, and I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet. So when you become peculiar, you're set apart, you become, you become different. And God said, when you put that mantle on to not be like anyone else, God said, you will show forth the praises of him who hath called you, just like he ordained and called Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1 and 5. He said, I sanctified you and then ordained you a prophet unto who? Unto the nation. So we all have a nation anointing. So you want to possess the land. You want that town that has a population of 5,000, but you have a nation anointing on you and that town has 5 million. So you want the town that has a $5 million influential anointing. You want that town that has a, a 5 million uh, population um, corporate anointing and unction. So we want to be able to see the full scope of things and God, that's what God is doing through dominion. So I hope that everyone has enjoyed this. There's so much more I wanted to talk about, but I don't have time. I wanted to talk about how intellectual property and creation uh, blend well together when you understand how God created your, your purpose and the formation causes business structure, ministry structure, legal formation. Dominion has an influence and inheritance anointing to build an incorporation in your life to cause you to possess the land. So we're going to talk about that next Monday, guys. You be great this week. This is a dimension of greatness and dominion that God is releasing. And I will come back, do everything you can in your power this week to fulfill the promises of God in your life that you can possess the land. And I will come back next week with more power, more glory, more virtue, and more revelation that we can possess the land and become great through a dimension of greatness. In Jesus' name, enjoy your week, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. Bye-bye.